Welcome to the County Pulse. This podcast is developed by the Virginia Association of Counties and shares with our listeners the pulse of Virginia county governments. I'm Angela Inglet, VACO Director of Program Development and your host for this segment. My guest today is Grayson County Administrator Bill Shepley, uh, who also happens to be the VACO Rural Caucus Chair. Bill, th- welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you today. Thank you very much, Angela. I appreciate you asking. Well, let's just jump right in, Bill. I want to introduce you as the chair of the Rural Caucus to the rest of VACO's members. So tell me a little bit about your journey to Grayson County. How did you come to a rural locality? Well, first of all, I want to say how honored I am to have this opportunity to serve as the chair and appreciate your um, faith in me and look forward to trying to bring the counties together and see if we can uh, improve our lot in life. Um, I uh, spent most of my career as a hospital CEO um, and mostly in North Carolina and South Carolina and a little bit in Virginia. And uh, we, my wife and I owned a home in Grayson County that we would get away to on the weekends and just fell in love with the place, fell in love with the, the people and the beauty of the county and I think the people in the beauty of the county is basically unsurpassed in in the state of Virginia. I'm just very proud to uh, represent the folks here. Uh, We just came up one weekend a couple years ago, and we're looking in the paper, and there was an announcement about a a county administrator position, and my wife encouraged me to step forward and take on a new role, and, uh, and I was lucky enough to have been selected to to uh, play this role. And the uh, exciting thing for me about it is that my career in healthcare was primarily focused on bringing together rural hospitals to share resources and to address common challenges. And I felt like uh, here I can help do that within Grayson County and hoping that through the Rural Caucus I can do that on a, a statewide basis and help all of the rural counties work together to uh, improve our status and our ability to be able to uh, be heard at a state level. And you mentioned, um, of course, your role as the chair of the Rural Caucus. Can you tell us a little bit about what excites you about that role and what would you like to do with your chairmanship? What goals might you have for the caucus as it moves into this uh, this next year? Well, I'm really excited about the the opportunity that it brings in I think the the most important thing is to listen. I need to listen to my colleagues, uh, try to find those uh, problems that are uh, universal in rural counties in Virginia and see how we can come together so that we have a voice that is equivalent to the to the voice of the the major uh, population areas in the in the state of Virginia. We need to be right there at the table voicing our concerns that are unique to uh, rural settings. And some of those uh, areas that I think we need to address would be uh, opioids. We need to talk a little bit about some of the expenses related to the Child Services Act. Uh, We need to talk about juvenile detention and the expenses that are associated with that. those um, uh, costs that are going up at an astronomical rate each year. I think we need to find what, uh, how we can work together to maximize the, the use of resources that are so limited in rural counties and, and help to discover by interacting with, with each other who's getting the best results for the, best, for the least amount of money 
and how we can learn from each other's uh, uh, victories and failures to improve the entire rural county situation in the state. So if, if during the time that I'm the chair, if we're able to walk away and say we have much more unity and much more understanding of the universality of the, uh, the challenges that we face as rural counties, then I felt like uh, it's been successful. You mentioned some of those significant challenges that face all rural localities and all rural communities. Uh, And I realize that given the the diversity of rural communities in Virginia, that the solution to those challenges uh, may be different for each locality. But are there specific types of mindsets or attitudes that would be relevant to all counties that would aid them as they look for individual solutions to these these challenges that face them and their folks? Well, I think one thing that would really help us a lot is to uh, uh, compare and, and contrast our organizational structures. I think we, we are uh, lacking right now in in information that would help us to figure out how, what's the best um, combination of skill sets that we need on a, in, from in rural counties to be able to meet the needs of the citizens that we're serving. Um, and I also, I think that we need to be able to look at any sorts of laws that are, are, are set up that might be detrimental to rural counties' uh, ability to uh, collect revenues and our ability to be able to uh, sit, again sit at the table with the with the larger uh, population areas in the county. I think that one of our biggest challenges is we we all want to do more for our children, but the mandated costs associated with uh, the programs that that we are uh, asked to help support are increasing, the rates for those uh, programs are increasing between 25 and 100 percent per year. It's just not sustainable for us. You know, rural counties in the next three to seven years or so, if if we continue at the pace we're at now with no change and no no assistance from the state or from the federal government, many of our counties will, will become bankrupt. And we have got to try to do everything we can to get that message out and to see if there are solutions that we can work on together with our state and federal partners to uh, relieve some of that pressure that we're all feeling, which is reaching a point where we have to look at whether we can still provide all the basic services that we need to provide to our, our citizens. It's a real challenge for us. Sure. And, uh, you know, you, Speaking of the the challenges that you're facing and that all rural localities facing, I think a lot of the times those challenges can seem so significant and overwhelming that we don't also spend time looking into the um, opportunities that rural localities and rural communities have. Would you share maybe a few of the opportunities, the exciting um, uh, opportunities that localities may have ahead of them with uh, the technology that is uh, coming our way. Uh, rural broadband is slow. Um, but with with those things coming toward uh, these communities, what, what opportunities might you see ahead um, that are specific to rural areas? Well, that's a great question. I, I think, you know, with the ex- expansion of broadband in rural areas and 
we have been fortunate enough to be on the sort of the cutting edge of of change that's occurring there. We're we're expecting to see a dramatic change from being one of the least connected counties in the United States to possibly the most connected rural county in the United States over the next 18 to 24 months. And and it's partnerships between different organizations. Everyone, the stars sort of aligning at the at the same time. But it's this is a universal problem, particularly in the more mountainous parts of uh, rural areas in our state. Primarily, and it's primarily due to the the difficulty of uh, working in that mountain terrain to get fiber. I mean, to get broadband out to the people. Well, we've got to get broadband to the people because right now our kids. In our county and in many other counties in the in the mountainous parts of the state, are having to go to hot spots when they come home from school in order to just get on the computer and do their homework. We can't have that. We we broadband and, and the internet access has got to be thought of as an, a utility, just as water and electricity was uh, eventually sanctioned as a, a a necessary component of the lives of all of our citizens. So as that comes into being, what's going to happen is we're hoping we can keep our kids here. We're our, The biggest uh, outflow of, uh, of uh, population for our county comes from kids that are graduating from high school and moving on. And a, a reason, one of the reasons they do that is they can't get the Internet. And almost uh, 60 to 75 percent of our people can't get on the Internet right now. We're hoping to change that pretty dramatically and we're hoping to work with other counties throughout the uh, uh, the state of Virginia to help make that happen in addition and sharing our our successes and as we move forward in that area um, it also produces the internet uh, being present and more and more abundant here will open up opportunities for remote jobs lots of people would really love to live in a rural area and live in the beauty and the tranquility of those rural areas, but be able to do their work remotely. And once we get the internet uh, ex- ex- expanded to the degree that we're we're looking for, we think a lot of opportunities will arise in remote job possibilities. And we're hoping that helps uh, to spur on some population growth here in our area. We also. Um, I think one thing that has been overlooked in the past and we I think we need a different mindset on is that we're always thinking of economic development in rural counties as recruiting a new uh, factory or a new large business to our area. One thing I think we're overlooking is that tourism really equals economic development for many of our counties, particularly in our county and the counties that surround us. We have over 250,000 visitors to our county every year, uh, hiking and camping, and we need to we need to really take advantage of that of those people coming through the area from a tourist standpoint to offer more and more opportunities for them to engage in the culture and the restaurants and the shops and the and the other tourism activities that we offer here in the county. So. For us, we consider, for us, economic development equals tourism. Now, we're not opposed to having, you know, businesses and industries move into the area, and we will continue to recruit them, but we can't leave off that major part of 
what attracts people to the state of Virginia overall, and that is the beauty and the history of this county. So I think tourism is a tremendous opportunity for us and something that we need to come together and do much more marketing of the, of the, all the opportunities in the rural counties in Virginia, and hoping that that's something we can do through the Rural Caucus. And Bill, you mentioned that you would like to stem the flow of young people exiting out of rural localities um, and that many folks would love to live in a rural area and a rural community. Can you kind of share a few things about Grayson County or about rural life that you think would attract folks from more suburban or urban areas? What is it about rural life that is so sweet that is a great question, and I, I think about that every single morning and every evening and every time I drive anywhere in this county. I I grew up in the in the Washington D.C. area and then lived in the Raleigh area throughout my life. This is the first time I've really lived in a rural setting, and it is just it it replenishes your soul is about the best thing I can I can say. When I drive in in the morning, I'm driving along the the New River for about three or four miles, the only thing that I have to, I don't have to worry about uh, folks honking the horn or uh, long traffic jams. The only thing I have to be cautious of is deer and chipmunks and rabbits and otters and and squirrels. And it, it is just, it is so beautiful to be, to know that you're actually working and living in a place that is so immaculately beautiful. Every single day when I look out my window from the, the side of the mountain where I live, there's a different uh, scene down below in the valley where the river is located, and it changes every day. And I just, I'm always, when I'm riding around with people from the county, I'll, I'll frequently say, wow, look at that. And they're just puzzled about what I'm talking about because they've always lived here. They've never seen anything different. But someone like me that has always lived in the city and always had, um, you know, traffic jams and and those things that go with the city, this way of life is, it feels like it rejuvenates your soul. It's about the best thing I can say about it. And it's just, uh, and the air is so fresh and the stress level is so much lower. Um, It's just been, it's been a great experience for me. I've been in this role now for two years and um, I just am, uh, I'm smiling to myself all the time when I'm riding in my car. Well, I have to say, as someone who grew up in a rural area uh, but moved away to the city, returning home and uh, being in those places where, like, as you say, you know, you see the animals running around, you hear the birds singing. It is exactly as you say. It's a breath of fresh yeah. air. I agree. <laughs> well, it's also. One of the great things about our county is everyone helps one another. I'm just, I, I've been shocked at, like, you know, I i got um, stuck in the first couple of weeks that I was here, and but you know, no one knew who I was, so they weren't doing it because of, of the, my role or anything. They just all gathered around and, and pushed my car out, and I tried to give them money, and they just wouldn't accept it. They, they said, hey, this is what neighbors do for one another. And uh, everyone comes to each other's aid when there's an illness in someone's family. And, and I just am amazed at the, the, that the creativeness of the people. They can, they can fix anything. 
and the togetherness of the people and how much they, they care for one another, it, it touches my heart. Sure. And I think, you know, as you said, that creativity and innovation and ability is really going to be what uh, brings a bright future to rural areas. Um, I absolutely agree. Well, as we close, I do want to ha- ask you uh, one more question, one last question. Okay. And um, that is, what do you want folks uh, within and outside of VACO to know about the Rural Caucus? If you could leave them with one final thought about the caucus and, um, you know, what it will be doing in the next year, what would that be? I want them to know that we have a central place now where we can express our challenges that are unique to our rural settings in a, a, a location where we can listen to each other's uh, approaches to solving those challenges and we can also work together with our, our partners at the state and federal level to address those universal problems that we identify by talking to one another. We really, I really encourage the members to please reach out to me, reach out to one another, express your, your, your challenges. One of the things that will come out of this is that almost every board in, in rural counties in, in the state of Virginia thinks the problems that their county administrator may be facing are unique to their county. And we need them to understand that these, these problems are not unique to their county, that there are, this is something that's going on on a statewide basis. And there's now a vehicle through which we can address those problems and come up with solutions. Well, I don't think I can improve upon that at all. Uh, So, Bill, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you again as we move throughout the year. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Look forward to serving.